Ada Lamassi is an internet copywriting superstar. The emails, the landing pages, the web copy he's written has generated more than $821 million in revenue for his clients. And today we're going to find out how he does it. Now, Adam is going to be talking about the craft of copywriting, but before we kick off, let me briefly mention how important it is to understand the business of copywriting. It's a business like any other, and if you're to make money from it, it pays to work out how to market it and yourself. So one of the courses I run is called How to Build a Freelance Copywriting Business, and one of my recent graduates is Bobby Tarek. This is what Bobby had to say about my course. It was a privilege to meet Bernadette through my course at the Australian Writers' Centre. Her feedback provided me with amazing learning opportunities. I've now taken up a new career which was totally unplanned and totally unexpected. Thank you, Bernadette, for the skills and confidence your course gave me. So if you're interested in learning more about copywriting, check out that course. Or if you're already a copywriter and want to extend your professional development, meet new copywriters from around the world and access our regular live Zoom group coaching calls, please check out copyclub.com.au. And now, without further ado, let's hear from my guest, Adil Amasi. Adil, you've worked as a copywriter and a consultant and, in, and specifically direct response copywriter for people like Jay Abraham, Dov Barron, and, and many others. For those not familiar with those kinds of people, can you talk us through, for example, who Jay Abraham is to you? So Jay Abraham is usually known as the $10 billion man because he is a strategic cop. He started as a copywriter, ended up becoming a strategic consultant. If you've ever heard the words preeminence or the strategy of preeminence, that is Jay Abraham. Uh, and he's been doing this for 60-ish years, 50, 60 years. He's been a copywriter and a consultant and a business owner. And the dude knows everything about everything almost everything about everything that comes down to, to like writing copy and biopsychology is very astute as a human being in that sense so writing for him was kind of incredible so like he's basically on the mount rushmore of copywriters um if you were ever to go and create one gary howlett would, would be on that list as would uh david ogilvy um in my opinion but there's like you know mount rushmore is more than just the top four it's more like a top 20 greatest because there are so many great copywriters in history that you can't like discount them all um, but they all have their place. So but talk like, to me about your your background. What led you to becoming a copywriter? What's the the, the backstory? Oh, so this is good. So I'm going to try and give a shortened version of this. Uh, so I actually started when I was five years old. My older sister and I um, used to fight over who gets to watch what at home. And I decided the best way I could do it was sitting down and watching whatever my dad was watching. So like if my dad was watching whatever he enjoyed watching, the moment he got up or the moment he moved, I could change the channel and no one would get mad at me because I put in the time. You know, I sat down and I did the thing. My dad loved watching the Home Shopping Channel for two hours a night. So I would watch Billy May's pitch for two hours a night, six days a week for two years. And any psychologist worth worth their salt knows that your identity isn't formed until you're seven. You're still unconscious gray matter until that point. So between five and seven, I got given the greatest education in sales ever by watching Billy Mays and other pitchmen do their job. And uh, move forward to the time I'm like 11, 12. Um, I was a very slow writer, so I didn't actually have a lot of speed in my hands. Like I would actually take absolutely ages to write anything. Um, my parents got told by my parents, my parents got told by my teachers to take, because my dad could walk again at this point. They got told, take him in, like give him writing assignments. So my dad used to get me to write every single day after school. 
um, about like his stuff, his company, what they were doing, yada, 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 just like, just write generally. And then I fell into poetry. Like I fell into poetry and hip hop and I used to, which is surprises a lot of people, but I used to battle rap back in the day. I actually used to use my voice as a way of actually coming up with ideas and speed and I, and just keep going. Um, and then around, cause I was like writing, I was just constantly like trying to get ideas out of my mind, get whatever I could out and just be all deep and shit. I did Thai boxing as well around the same time. And my coach introduced me to network marketing the day I turned 18, like literally the day after I turned 18, he got me to network marketing. Uh, I'll just a, have a question for you. What was sure. network marketing? What were they selling? Self-development. Uh, I was on it. I was like, yes, I can sell self-development all day because I believe in this product. I use this product every day. So I ended up um, exploring online, figures, figuring some stuff out. Uh, got introduced to Frank Kahn, which was fun, uh, and his way of thinking. And then I got introduced to John Carlton, and he got into this whole idea of copywriting. And then I went to a seminar and at this seminar, I got like, I got asked, but like, so I went to a seminar, I made friends with the speakers. I went to another seminar, like six months later, where I was part of the crew now, because initially I was an attendee, now I'm part of the crew. And my job was, for some reason, they put me in charge of the green room because I like the really good people in the green room, right? I was young and impressionable. Um, made friends with a couple of people. They saw me and they just seemingly liked me. People like if you if anyone's ever heard of the name Saj P or uh, Alex Goad from back in the day, uh, they became very good friends of mine. But Saj was like the rock star because he became like a millionaire at 24. And In what capacity was he a rock star? A f- affiliate marketer. And he was okay. a pioneer of the CPA movement, the cost per acquisition movement. Okay. What year is this, do you think? 2008, 2009. Okay. Right. So this so is just, like I'm an like I'm an old head in this industry. Yeah, you, I mean, you see, like I'm a veteran, veteran. Yeah, yeah. Industry. Because if you think the internet was you know early two thousand, so you know this is kind of new stuff. For, for those listening who aren't familiar with John Carlton and Frank Kern, just maybe just talk us through their credentials. So Frank Kern is kind of seen as the president of the internet marketing group of of every internet marketer. He is our unanimous president at one point or another. Um, so Frank has been around in the internet marketing game for 20-ish years. He has uh, he formulated the mass control thing. That was his thing, the 4D cash machine, uh, core influence. Uh, he has like a huge amount of following. He's responsible for doing 24, I think it was like $23.8 million in 24 hours over several launches um, because he was helping them with their launch process. Uh, and he's freaking brilliant. And John Carlton is Gary Halbert's student and one, and a great copywriter in his own right, who's literally a legend. So let's um, talk about your that that's a great um intro. People can look them up. They're they're everywhere. Oh, but yeah, so I was just gonna finish that off by saying, like, so essentially I didn't actually even tell you the, the part that kind of switched over. So I'm okay. like crossing over. So the last part of the story is I'm at the seminar and I get asked, what are you good at? And I say, well, I'm terrible at traffic. Like, yeah, 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 but what are you good at? I was like, well, I had, and this is true. I had 10 people visit my blogspot.com website. And then uh, from those 10 people, seven of them gave me money. Complete strangers. To do money. To, they just bought programs off of that. Like, it was what just what like programs a, were you selling? I cannot remember. This is 14 years ago. But <laughs> I, think it was a, I think it was either my network marketing thing or it was an affiliate product. One of the two. But I had like, um, uh, yeah, I got seven out of 10 and I thought it was terrible. And I was like, no, I know I can do better. If I have more traffic, I can get real numbers. And like, these guys are looking at me like, 
Do you know how difficult it is to get 10 people to look at your thing and seven to give you money? You're a copywriter. I was like, what the hell is one of those? They're like, people in this room will pay you 10 grand and above to go do what you just did. I was like, oh, okay. And then I went out and I started charging 500 bucks because I was really, I had imposter syndrome. Uh, and back then, this is the insane thing. Back then, I could knock out a full sales funnel. Lander, up, like landing page, sales letter, upsell, downsell, seven emails, basic funnel in about 24 to 48 hours. And it would sell. I mean, I have bad dyslexia, so it was like a lot of spelling mistakes in there. But, you know, you'd get past it. Uh, funnily enough, now, to, and to, for me to do the same job, A, it would cost you 500 bucks back then. Right now, it'll cost you roughly the equivalent of 10 to 100 times more, depending on the complexity of it all. Um, and more importantly, it's going to take me six weeks. So, so just like talk to me about that on, number again. What do you charge for something like that right now? Well, it really just depends. Like, uh, so I've kind of walked away from writing for clients right now. So um, to get me to write anything is an easy 100,000 minimum plus percentage on the back because I don't actually do it anymore. But I mean, no, I'm great at what I do because I still consult, I still train, and I still mentor other copywriters. Whereas for me, I've changed my consulting. So what I mean by consulting, and I've got to find a better word for it, is I verbalize copy completely on the fly. Mm. Like almost coming up with a sales letter while talking. Mm. Not just like, so I have an idea. Maybe we'll go do this. No, no. So with a complete certainty, I know what the sales letter is. Here you go. Hit record. We're ready to go. Transcribe this. You now have a sales letter ready to go. Because um, it's a formulaic process. Uh, sorry. What were your, what were yeah, your original No, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm going with the flow here. So let me let me ask you this question. Um, just for people listening, you earn $100,000 per, per project plus commission based on whatever you bring in. Is that correct? That's what I charge now, but usually it's between, it used to be like between 35 and 70. Yeah. That. But then yeah. I've only upped it right now because, you know, yeah, and that's, for that, the, that's where I want to get to. Yeah, so what would you get? What would the client get for that? So right now, it's so outside of that, outside that basically would be a full funnel. So that's like sales letters, opt-ins, ads, emails, upsells, downsells, VSLs, basically whatever would make them get the most high return on their investment and speed we'd look at. And they usually tend to work with me for a year at that point. Uh, but right now it's mostly consulting. So it's between 1500 and 15,000 uh, is what I charge. And that's basically because I only work for about two hours for that time. Very nice. like, yeah. What kind of products do you think, what do you love selling? Like to do that sort of a hundred thousand plus job? Oh, what do you love? I've written from everything from like vacuum sales for direct response to real estate in several different countries to Australian banks to, so my personal favorite is uh, coaches and info products. They're like my easiest ones. Those are my bread and butter all day. If you're a personal brand with an info product, oh, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. You'll literally make a million dollars from me easily. Do you have a guarantee? I, I don't anymore because I so I went through a process where I started to get really, really depressed. So I couldn't really guarantee my work as well. So what I did instead was I changed my guarantee to if my clients don't make back the money that I've, you know, I've they paid me in three attempts uh, or the course of a year, more than likely over the course of a year, then I will refund them the difference between the amount they paid me and the amount they lost. So if they paid me a hundred grand and they only made 75, I now owe them 25. Whereas if they paid me a hundred grand, they make like a million. They literally have only got to pay me like a small percentage on back in the royalties. So when you discovered that you're a copywriter and, and you're not alone in terms of people still don't know what copywriters are, 
And also a lot of my students are actually writing copy and still not thinking that they're copywriters. So it's an interesting word, isn't it, that people don't, we obviously don't identify ourselves as copywriters, but also the, the industry doesn't know who copywriters are. But let me ask this question because I'd love to get into the craft of this, Adil, in the sense that um, you talk about formulas and uh, you were the, one of the first people to add a testimonial to a squeeze page. So let, maybe for the people listening. I was the first. You were, you were the first. I would really love to talk about some of the formulas because I know people are thinking, oh, my God, I'd love to earn $100,000 for creating, you know, a bunch of copy. And just talk us through, if as a new copywriter, what are some of the top formulas you think they need to know? We'll get into that in a second because there are a few things, but I do want to clarify two things. So first of all, for people that don't know what copywriting is, it's basically it's being able to sell and get to a point. There's, so there's three schools of copywriting now, not two. So the original was brand. Well, the original was direct response and then became brand. So brand is kind of like, so yeah, sponsored by blank or whatever it is. That's kind of like indirect copywriting. Like it, it's very much like a sponsored ad that isn't a sponsored ad. Uh, it's very much like, think of a McDonald's ad. That, that's brand copywriting. Which ad is that? I missed that. M uh, McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, Mackey's. It's, it's very easy to do. Uh, you can easily find those online somewhere, uh, even on like watching on TV. That's brand, like a really good place by the way that has really shitty, weird brand advertising that works brilliantly. South Africa Nando's. South Africa Nando's has the best Nando's adverts ever. I mean, there's a game on there that I definitely want to take. I was like, I wish this is real. And the the thing with copywriting in particular, so that's brand, then you got direct response. Direct response is kind of like the easiest way I can put it is like you grab them by the throat. You don't be as aggressive. You can be aggressive and that's what it was built on, but now it's kind of like toning back a little bit because we've gone from having 80% pain and 20% pleasure to the other opposite way, which actually works better in the long run. They have a whole thing we'll get into in a moment about this. Um, but the next thing after that, what you're looking at as well is this new form, which is called story selling. It's been around for the last, the last decade or so. And I'm one of the pioneers, I'd say, that actually helped give birth to no, this notion because you combine direct response with brand and story. And the way that you do this is you're able to tell a very powerful story. And Russell Brunson does this brilliantly because there is a way to tell a story without going down the same freaking convoluted paths. Just a lot of people kind of get plateaued on one or two. So there's like really seven paths and four schools above them, which you got to know how to like interact but that's a whole nother thing that we'll get into another time. But essentially, those are three different areas of copywriting. So if you are someone that writes content for a website, you're a content writer. If you're someone that where your copy literally directs the bottom line of a company, meaning my words make that mofo or make me money, copywriting, there is a huge difference. Basically, the way for us to amalgamate it, your writing makes money, not pennies, but like dollars upon dollars, hundreds of dollars, hundred thousand dollars, millions of dollars, all because of you, because you're able to persuade someone in print or on video or on script. It's all that. So just to clarify and get that out of the way. Right. Then the original question I think you asked me was, so about copywriting, then we went down a different path, which was around like different testimonials. Uh, it was more about what kind of uh, formulas or systems. Formulas, yes. Copywriters cool. need to know. So I've developed my own formula. It's a 17 step formula that really works, but we'll get into that another time because I teach you a little bit more depth, but it's based around conversation. The basic principles, if you're really, really stuck on stuff is AIDA, which is attention, interest, desire, uh, action. Classic old school works brilliantly. You have John Carlton's three steps, which is here's what you do. Here's what, uh, like, who are you? What do you want? And how do I buy? 
you also have the three Fs, which is feel, felt, found. That's another formula. You have the FAB, which is feature advantage benefit. Rest in peace, Andy Jenkins, for actually like teaching Colin, who taught me. Um, just what was the one about benefit? I just missed that one. Oh, feature advantage benefit, fab. And yep. that's for bullet points. Um, so that's really, really good for bullet points. Uh, there's, and then, of course, I'll give you guys a brief outline of my formula because it's it, it works as a way. So it goes headline, subheadline, opening paragraph with an open loop, um, introduction to self, introduction to story, uh, introduction to self, discovery of story, introduction to uh, story to product, um, talk about the product and what it is in great detail, testimonials, um, price reveal, close and justification. Um, guarantee bonuses bonuses come after the guarantee never before and there was a very specific reason and then it's uh reminder reclose sign off p like reclose sign off ps's ppss and pvpps and what each one actually means because there's a different formulate process for each one um but that's essentially my for my formula for writing sales copy right and what format is this in is this a sales page you're talking about or a video or whatever. It could be any so, medium. So so essentially what I do is what I've given you guys right there is the Rosetta Stone of conversation. Um, and when you go through my training, like when I create this through my training and actually teach it, what we go through is how and what works and why these areas work, like how to script a good headline that you can use for anything. So the way I teach this isn't just for a sales letter. The way I teach it is to like take apart every single bit so you understand the deep knowledge underneath of how you can apply it in literally every context under the sun. So this could be for sales letters, for blog posts, Facebook posts, for emails, for direct mail pieces. It literally works universally, even for videos. It creates for videos for like web pages, for everything there. And a video could be what, three minutes and it can still work with that. What's is, Yeah, so it's short so what, as well. Yeah, the thing that you can do is you don't have to use the exact formula all the way through on lower projects in a direct mail or if you're in a process of selling something so you're, someone needs to buy something your fall is formula to the t but if it's an email if it's a sales if it's like a blog post it's a three-minute uh, video that you're doing on youtube you can take bits and pieces of this and put it out there and it'll work it'll work really really well i'm really interested to do in terms of how you take a brief with a client can you talk me through that process what do you mean? Well, let's like, say your client is a coach. Let's say my client is you. Let's just hypothetically say that you're my client. Okay. So let's say I'm trying to sell no, a copywriting course. Okay. What would you do with me to oh, get okay. this, this process off the ground, right? I've said to you, I want so, you to be my copywriter. Okay, so how I do it is I interview you for an hour. And in that hour, I ask you a couple of questions that I need to know, including a couple of character questions that are only telling to me. And the reason is because I get into my client's head for the next couple of weeks if I'm writing. I can do it quicker if I'm just speaking it out. But if I'm writing, I have to be in their head for like weeks on end. Like I have to be able to speak like them. I'll, I'd have to literally be able to copy your vocal tone in print. Like I'd have to be able to like, so if you read it, you wouldn't think that I wrote it, you wrote it. Your audience can tell the difference of the energetic feel. So I've got to match your energy in my right, which again, goes esoteric as shit, but definitely true. Um, so what ends up happening is the process starts off with me interviewing you for an hour, me getting into your head. If it's me consulting, it's um, 
we do a one to two week break in between where I do all the study and knowledge and listen to your voice and stuff. And then we meet up on a call and I just fire pose and we record and then it gets transcribed. And depending on the package that we choose uh, or you choose, either you do the first round of editing and I do the second round of editing or uh, you do the first round, you, you just send me everything and my team would edit for, like we do the full editing and transcription and everything for you and formatting it. That's another way that we do it. Um, but if I was writing from that old school writing perspective, the way I do it is I take the copy from you. We like I take everything I need from you, go through your training course because if I can, I will or at least get all the key points from there. Look at your testimonials, get everything I need, really immerse myself in your world, and then just start writing the moment I felt it. And that's basically it. Now, when I'm actually sitting down with someone to verbalize something, I've already got this process in my head of how your copywriting course would go. Now, curiously, what are the three big benefits of your copywriting course? What makes your course different? Well, people make money very quickly because it's very practical. It's comprehensive, so you can write for any medium. Also, that we provide you with support so that you're not on your own. So you can get answers to your questions whenever you need it. Okay. So it's supported, it's comprehensive, but it's actionable. It's practical, yeah. And it's systematic. There's a formula. Okay. All right. So if I was going to do that, because like I have my own thing, which is my own headline, but if I was running your thing, it would look something along the lines of this. Hmm. How long does it take to go through your course? Five Roughly? Week, five weeks. Okay. Okay, what is the end outcome they'll have at the end of the five weeks? They will have a system and a structure and the confidence to know that whatever copywriting job they find themselves in, they can get started and complete the piece quickly. Okay. Hmm. Got it. All right. So discover the most comprehensive, uh, discover a comprehensive copywriting system. They'll take you from novice to, uh, or take you from, sorry, discover copywriting secrets, uh, seek, uh, sorry, discover the copywriting structure or sequence or the copywriting process. See, this is the thing. I go through a bunch of different ways because I'm like, because it's sales copy, you're like trying to get right as well. Or actually, no, if you've ever wanted to become a copywriter but found yourself lost in the sea of different courses and trainings out there, then read every word below. What I'm about to share with you is going to completely change the dynamic of how you see copy moving forward in as simple as five weeks, taking you from complete novice to being able to book out clients and know exactly what you're doing in, uh, in a shorter space of time. Um, and then basically go from there and have the open loop in the paragraphs of how it go through. That's good. That's very awesome. Um, so, so like just as sorry, just as a starting point, that'll be there. And then of course, what I go into because I really don't want to leave this because uh, you got to show the open loop thing correctly. It's um, one of the key frustrations I actually have around the copywriting industry in the world is essentially there are so many people out there teaching it. There's so very few people actually showing you a true structure and have been in the trenches. They've gone as long as it, they have gone into the business as long as I have and really don't understand how to take you from A, B, C, and D all the way to Z or Z, where they give you every in and out breakdown that you need to have. And over a five-week period, which is fairly simple to do, you're going to be honing your skills, building up your craft, and more importantly, understanding what it takes to get a job sorted and uh, done. Um, uh, like get, get everything you need to know from research phase all the way to client acquisition, all the way to client completion and what to do to ask for referrals and testimonials to keep building your copywriting process and practice. And I'm going to share with you in a moment the, the simple the simple missing key that everyone seems to be getting wrong 
in the, in the copywriting process that easily makes everything else a lot simpler. And I'm going to reveal that to you in this lecture. But before I get into that, let me introduce myself. Hi, my name is Bernard Schwert, and I'm actually known as the Copy School Coach. And this is what I've done. This is what my credentials are. This is what I've come up with. And this is blank. And then you go into, because I was so frustrated because of the industry of doing it this way, I decided to create my own course and process, which has actually become its own, uh, like its own thing. Now, I have a criteria of what I consider a course. If the copywriter teaching it has not made clients at least $10 million in multiple niches, they are not qualified to teach because they do not have the experience they need in order to back up their claims. They've not seen enough split tests. They've not seen enough data. They've not gone over enough uh, ideas in order to figure it out to teach it to another. Now, could you be a great teacher without knowing the subject? Of course you could. But you need to have someone that understands how to teach and understands the ideas behind it and has had success in order to have the ultimate coach and teacher. And I, among very few other copyrights I know, have the same processes and thought patterns. By the way, that is my own personal belief, but I know you believe in it too. So, you know, there we go. That's insane. And this just for- what I by, I create nuances. Like I go into the actual story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. For the people listening who don't understand what the open loop was, just talk us through what that, where that was in that, that phase. It was right before, let me get into like, before I get into that, let me introduce myself. So the open loop is I promised you something without giving it to you. And the promise was, I'm going to show you the one thing that no one else is telling you about. And then I go, but before I get into that, let me introduce myself. Because what happens here psychologically is imagine you're out on a, you're out in a bar or a club somewhere when you could, um, someone walks up to you at a bar and starts talking to you. One of your first thoughts of who the hell are you? And most copywriters make this mistake where they don't tell you who they are to the very bottom of a sales page. And I'm like, they've just ignored everything you've written because they're trying to find out who you are. So I try and get it right. Like, oh yeah, peaking interest. Wait, who is this person? Answer the question. Okay, cool. That makes way more sense. And then go back into it. It's uh, you close the loop in like two paragraphs, like two sections down. That's very, very awesome. So maybe um, in terms of, people who are starting out, right, who would love to get to this level, what are some of the steps they should take in order to just get some, you know, runs on the board? How do they, how do they get started? Practice, practice, practice. Practice is your best friend. That's all it is. Like people out there going, oh, I don't have my first client. I can't do this. Well, guess what you should be doing when you don't have any clients? Writing copy. Guess what you should be doing when you when you have clients? Writing copy. Honestly, that one of the worst and best things that's ever happened to me was when I did my internship at 21. When I was 21, I did an internship with a company and I they literally made me write one sales letter a day. In a single year, to give you an idea, in a single year, I wrote 1,400 sales letters. In the space of 365 days, 1,400 sales letters with emails, with upsells, with different copy pieces, and it made me a goddamn assassin. While we're at it, just talk us through your version of an upsell, just for the people listening. So an upsell is like when someone is bought, it makes sense to logically sell them the next thing. Now, it doesn't; ha- it can be more expensive. It can actually be a lower-tiered price product if you know how to do it properly, which kind of constitutes as a downsell, but it's an upsell. And the way that you do it is quite simple. You thank them on what they've done. You don't have to go through the story motion of everything. You're like, hey, thanks so much for getting the product. Uh, thanks so much for getting copy school. Uh, but before you move forward, I have one last thing for you. Watch the video below, or you can just say, I have one last thing for you. Um, one last thing for you, dot, dot, dot. 
if you want to supercharge your results and get get your, the results in quicker, easier space of time and be supported in the community, then read every word below. What they say in the African proverb: "You want to go fast. You want to go fast. You go. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go further, go in a group." And the best way your copywriting chops get developed entirely is by going through a group training program. So the way that we're doing is creating a support channel where you'll be potted up and paired up with another copywriter in the program that's going through the same experience level. And you'll be able to not only make a lasting connection with someone, but more importantly, have a way of either teaming up or someone that understands your ideas and processes and keep you on the straight path when you're trying to get results. Now, if this is something you're interested in doing, the way the group coaching program breaks down is A, B, C, and D. You hit these four criteria. And then if it's structured out this way, so during the five week, uh, five weeks that, we, that you go through this training, you have specified times in the time zones that you're paired up in that you guys can get on the phone, figure things out. You can go through the course together. You can review your notes. And more importantly, you'll have a support group as well that you can ask. Um, so what's called? Uh, you have the support group as well. So you can easily ask me everything that you want on the Facebook group and you can check in with what you're doing. And in doing so, it's very, very simple to get started. So here's what you do next. And then you go directly into the close. Amazing. I just want to take a sidetrack there, Adil. You, you talked earlier about having imposter syndrome, which I know for a fact a lot of my students experience in terms of that sense of don't know if they have the right to be doing what they're doing. What, Firstly, how did you get through your imposter syndrome and what would you recommend for other people feeling it? Okay, that's, that's a tricky question because I still feel like an imposter most of the time. <laughs> That's like incredible, it's, it's, but I think I think it's really lovely to, for you to say that because I think a lot of people think, "My God, how, if this guy's thinking it, then you know I should definitely be thinking it." Yeah, like I, I the only reason I'm as good as I am at what I do is because honestly, the imposter syndrome of me thinking I'm not good enough has stopped me from like I developed an ego for a while and then I kind of dropped out of that ego and just kind of made it's now factual, um, but. So some of the stuff that came to mind, and I joke about this because I love humor, but one of the best, best things I've ever said to someone, as a, it was born from being a very dumb post I wrote earlier this week around imposter syndrome, and it's this, do you think skimmed milk has imposter syndrome thinking that it's, it's more than just water? Have that level of confidence in yourself. It's very esoteric, but I love it. It's true though, but the truth is, if you really want to get over your imposter syndrome, study. Yeah, do something about it. Is what you mean? Become become obsessed with your craft. Like the reason that I'm not well known in the industry or around the world, and my business partner told me this goes. The reason you're not known by the masses of people, but you're known by the elite of the elite, is because you spend all your time honing your craft and not telling the world how great you are. But now I'm just like stepping into. Look, I'm I'm 31. I turned 32 this year. Like I've got 20 years in direct response. I've got 14 years as a pro. I got plenty of time to tell the world how great I am because I've honed my skills. What do and you that's think? The, that's the big, by the way, sorry, I was going to say, and that's the big secret to imposter syndrome. Hone your goddamn skills and start paying attention to everyone else. Stay mm. in your lane, figure out what you need to do. And for the people that jump into an industry for three years and then leave, you're not that thing. It takes obsession to get to good. Like if you are something, you become obsessed and it's always a thing. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you interested in this? I love people. <laughs> I love psychology. Like I read, like, I know a lot of people say that, but no, I actually love reading people and understanding the human brain. And this is an egotistical thing to say. I would put my money up on anyone to say that I probably know more about how the human brain functions and things than people believe I do. Like I'd easily be able to, like, I'd say that it's, 
it's on par with a master's student that's on in field psychology. The reason I say that is because a lot of the stuff I've come up with is actually heavily do, uh, heavily rooted in true psychological principle. What do you read to help you understand this? Are there any particular authors, books that you've been incredibly influenced by? Robert Greene's books, The 48 Laws. So in this order specifically, 33 Strategies of War, The 48 Laws of Power, The Art of Seduction, The 50th Law, and then you don't read Mastery, but you read Laws of Human Nature first, and then you go back to Mastery. Um, because he has a very weird order of how he released them, but they should be read in this way because they chronologically make way more sense. Um, and each one gives you a different insight on what's going on in human nature, power, understanding what they do, because that will give you a lot of understanding how people think. And then other books like The Prince, The True Believer, uh, Propaganda by Bernard, uh, what was it, Edward Bernays. Um, then I read everything that you can find under the sun. I've literally got books on maternity, on books on being a dad. I'm not even a dad yet, but like books on like, I read storybooks. I read like character art creative books. I create books on, uh, one of the books I've just finished right now is How to Be Funny um, or How to Write Funny by the one and only Scott Dickers from The Onion, um, who is actually going to be a guest on my show soon. So that'd be quite fun. But like he's, uh, his book is incredible for like understanding how to use prose and writing to convey humor. But I literally, I am so obsessed with my craft that you can find what we do in everything, including medical books and journals. Literally, I read everything under the sun. And storybooks, it has to have a good story to hook me. But the best place I find my home, my craft is movies and video games. What do you learn from them? How to tell a good story that's engaging and emotional. I have to ask this question. How do you switch off? Like your, your mind is obviously on a lot and do you switch off and if not no. is that a problem it can be i've learned how to calm it down which is how there are several ways meditation <laughs> is definitely one of them sleep i'm gonna say something else that probably something else as well but meditation writing getting out of my own head movies seeing friends that's all like on my list of stuff that can't switches me off so talk to me about but, meditation because I'm, I'm a big meditator um oh and jujitsu brazilian jujitsu is another way of doing okay it. And, and thai boxing but that's where i get my meditation from but yeah go on meditation yeah so meditation. is it a moving meditation or do you sit quietly what's what's your, what's your, oh, move. your you move okay yeah i usually like so meditation for me is when your mind goes into a space of relaxation so that's basically it. So there's a lot of breathwork stuff that I'm doing as well. My buddy Roman uh, from the Wellness Dojo, just give a shout out to Roman Zah because he's awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm like rebuilding my lungs and bringing it from fight and flight to rest and digest. And that's been helping my imposter syndrome really because I'm going from this place of high anxiety to being calm. Do you think it's a necessary quality to have anxiety in order to be good at what you do? Fuck no. You got to have fear. Fear is going to be good for you. Fear is always good for you. Anxiety is not good for you because you get in your own head and then you don't do the job. And that's why, basically what stopped me at times. Why is fear good? Fear is good because it keeps you. I'm going to quote Rocky right now. Like Rocky Five, probably the worst Rocky of all, for all the Rocky movies, but definitely got one of the best lines on this. Your best friend is Freddy Fear. And it's a fire that burns up inside of you. Now, you can either control that fire and use it to actually guide you and propel you and move forward, or you can let that fire consume you and burn you from the inside out. Paraphrasing that, that movie. Very nice. That's what fear is. It's kind of like, um, 
So how do I use fear? Let's, I don't use it in my copy for me, and I'm going to discuss this. So as I said earlier, 80-20, 80% pleasure, 20% pain. And what I mean by that is have you ever, do you like brownies? Yes. Do you like, do you like caramel brownies? Not salted caramel, just regular caramel brownies? Uh, just chocolate. Okay. So but have you ever had caramel brownies? No, I haven't actually. What? Okay, you gotta make caramel. I haven't lived sometimes. So that that's just like some delicious of that. But some genius decides to put sea salt in caramel and turn it into salted caramel. Uh-huh. And another genius decides to put sea salt on top of brownies in the last five minutes they're in the oven, and that made them to a whole nother level because of finishing salt. That salt on either one is the amount of pain and suffering you need to inflict on your audience when you're writing copy just a dash, just a little sprinkle. Reason being, it's enough to let them go, oh shit, I need to change my ways. Versus, I got stabbed in the shoulder, please pull it out. Because take it another context. Old school direct response stuff would be like, if you're fat, overweight, overweight and broke and no one loves you, then you need to read everything I'm telling you to do. Hey, listen here, fat ass, you need to actually get on the treadmill and go do this, that, the other, because no one's ever going to love you ever again, blah, 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 blah. It's very, very twisted in the knife and pain and shit like that, right? Which is why we have soft language the way that we do nowadays, because people used true language as a way of conveying a negative feeling, whereas you can use the exact same true language to convey a very positive feeling. So to give you an idea of that is the way that you co It's not so much coercion, but if you're out and you're a guy going to get a girl at this point and you switch to 80% pleasure and 20% pain, but it could come up when you're having a conversation like, hey, so it's really nice to meet you, that's blah, blah, blah. It's like, they could be, the pain here could be something as simple as they don't want to be disturbed that night. It's like, I have a boyfriend, I'm here with my friends. And you, the way you handle that is like, that's totally cool. I actually only want to talk to you for a couple of minutes. Do you mind if I get your name and number? That's your opt-in. And then you go into the email process of texting. Then you go on the date and have the back and forth of the conversation. That's your sales process. That's where your sales letter is done. Dating and copywriting are very similar. I've written for that market for years. They are very similar. Uh-huh. You just got to know what to do. And the truth is, if you come from a good perspective, you'll end up in a good place with a great customer base. It's fascinating. I have one last question. Last question. Yeah, like 10 last questions if you want. Uh, I love it. I, I just have it. We're seeing a lot of artificial intelligence uh, being used to write copy. What's your yeah. thinking on that? So I work with, there are two artificial intelligence companies that I love. I'm going to plug them both right now. John Benson, the godfather of the VSL, one of my best friends and someone I care about very deeply, has copypro.ai, which is going to make every other AI in the copywriting industry look like garbage when he finally drops the 2.0 version. Um, the other company is simplemarketing.ai, which is by our friend Suzette, uh, was it Suzette Bailey? Suzette Bailey, yeah. Who we love. Um, she has an incredible product. I'm actually blessed at the time of speaking about this. I'm actually helping her write a lot of the copy for it, so I'm happy with that. Um, but Suzette, her thing is incredible because content and it has a whole different variance to it that gives it a whole different flavor. And she spent so much time building this thing up. It's incredible. So those are the two companies I endorse. People that say that AI is the copy killer, the copywriting killer. You can never change human or human design. Do you know why? AI doesn't know how to write humor. It doesn't understand human feelings and interactions. You can't fake emotional feelings. What you can do, by the way, if you're a good copywriter, this will get rid of the bad copywriters. The good copywriters actually take the AI software and get it to run the first initial draft. And now they go through the editing phase of refining what's there and finding new angles and hooks. It actually is one of your best friends. 
if you know what you're doing. And the reason why I'm pushing CogPro.ai versus any other kind of AI company out there, besides the fact that I actually have seen it from the ground up, it's because John has actually gotten several copywriters to do some incredible stuff behind the scenes with it, where they basically put in their inputs. So that you're not just getting a random AI and smart software writing your copy. You've got smart software and AI feeding off world-class copy, giving you what works already and reconstructing, like, reconstructing it and structuring it based on the profiles that you've, you've asked for. So there's a whole low, there's a whole depth in there that's a whole different level. And again, someone I'd recommend you interview if you can um, would be him around this. But AI is the future. It's something you have to become, you have to come to terms with, but it's not going to replace you unless you're shit at your job. If you're shit at what you do, then yeah, it's going to replace you. And for clients that are, oh, I'll get, I'll get AI to do it and not pay a copywriter. I encourage every copywriter to have this in their conversation with any of their clients that say that. Cool, go do that. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to use that. It's going to make you some money. You're going to be happy. But then you're going to wonder in the back of your head, could this be better? And then you're going to come back to me one day and be like, can you run a cop? Could you run a split test against this AI piece as, you know, see who wins? I'll say yes, but I'm going to have tripled my fees by that point. So you have a choice. You need to take me on board. We can use the AI system together and you can run a split test now, or you can wait six months, come back, realize that I actually write better copy than the AI system does and exactly how I use it differently. And you pay three times the amount we would be paying today. So choice is really yours. What would you rather? Well, I think that is a fantastic place to finish up, Adil. I can't thank you enough. It's been an absolute joy and a delight to talk to you and to get a little insight into your brain. We, we, We missed one thing. What have we missed? The squeeze page formula. I didn't actually even Please. This is a great okay, way to end. So, this is the PS. Yeah. Yeah. So the PS on this. So earlier we discussed, uh, discussed like how I came up with this, you know, burn testimonials on landing page. Because pre that, everyone else would just put a landing page up and be like, oh, opt in for my thing. I was like, one day I was like, okay, we'll put testimonials on sales pages, put them on these pages, see what happens. Conversion rate, by the way, 60% on cold traffic for an opt in. And the structure of the page actually works this way you got headline, sub headline. So you got single column, single column, and then the next column has to be split in two, 50-50. And the reasons on the left-hand side, you have your bullet points of why people need to opt in. On the right-hand side, you have your opt-in box. Now, directly underneath that, you have your testimonial bar that tells people about how great the opt-in is, how great you are, or anything along those lines. But it has to be about either you or the thing they're opting in for. So it's either character testimonial or a testimonial for the freebie that they're opting in for. This confirms exactly how good you are and actually lower, increases the trust ratio between you and your clients very, very, very deeply. To give you an idea, back in 2014, when I came up with this, it was brilliant. 2016, I ran this for my friend and client, David Walsh, online for his website and webinar. We did 90.6 conversion rate on the uh, opt-in page for the webinar registration. Mike Filsame actually called him and asked him what he did. I shared the formula in secret with him. And of course, not Mike Filsame, but I shared it with the public. Uh, and then Q to 2020, my buddy Andy Hassong is talking about how one of his webinar clients is doing 91% uh, opt-in rate on the front end. And I asked to see the squeeze page. It's the exact same formula. So it's headline, sub-headline, bullet points, opt-in customer like testimonial underneath of why they need to do this and the psychology behind it is it builds trust and long-term growth and of course as long as you keep that trust up in emails and in all your marketing and have ethics you will be completely fine and have a customer for life from that area or a customer for a very long time a fantastic way to finish up wonderful way to uh, to wrap this whole amazing conversation can't thank you enough Adil. wonderful to You're have you welcome likewise thank you for having me
I think you'll agree with me when I say that Addo is what you call a force of nature. I hope you've learned a lot from him. I know I have. I was definitely taking notes. So before we wrap up, please take a moment to discover the power of collaboration by checking out copyclub.com.au. We know that the fastest way to find success is to have a team of people around you who hold you accountable. That's what Copy Club can do for you. And it will also give you the momentum you need to keep going whilst you're building your new copywriting career. So take a look at copyclub.com.au. It's Australia's newest and most exciting copywriting community. As always, I'll leave you with an inspiring quote, and this one is from Napoleon Hill. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. And my joke of the day, because I know you're waiting for it, what did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! You've got to laugh, really, at that dad joke. <laughs> it made me laugh. On that note, I'll say goodbye, all the best, and take care. <laughs>